Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by George Kurtz here at the beginning of Hour 2. We have some headlines for you here on Thursday. Really good game tonight uh, in the NBA, the 76ers at the Milwaukee Bucks, Michigan and Iowa. Highlight tonight's college basketball slate, the MLB and the MLB Players Association uh, look, we're we're, uh, we're we're hoping and praying here at uh, at SportsGrid that this meeting underway is going well, and of course the Genesis Invitational has got uh, itself underway, and none other than Jordan Spieth is leading the way four under par through nine holes. Then we have some rather anonymous names at the rest of the leaderboard: Alex Smalley, C.T. Pan, Keegan Bradley, Alex Noren, Emiliano Grillo, Nick Watney, Andrew Putnam, Scotty Scheffler, all. Two under par. Fan favorite Ricky Fowler is unfortunately one over par. That was uh, that was the wager everyone made this week. Ricky Fowler like 150 to 200 to one to win this uh, this golf tournament. So George, look, labor negotiations are underway, and uh, we we were just talking at the end of hour one. You know, we are. I think we have two weeks, right? Like you were saying, we have two weeks for these two sides to hammer away at each other and come close to negotiating an agreement. But uh, as you were talking at the end of hour one, you know, one thing I, uh, I remember, and I, I always forget who said this quotation, but, uh, you know, the way you know you've had a successful negotiation is if both sides leave the negotiation thinking that they got screwed, right? And uh, the, it, it does feel like in baseball particularly you know not this is not true in the nba interestingly enough but uh, it feels like the owners are kind of always getting one over on the players in these negotiations and uh you know i i just really hope that we don't end up in that same scenario here well owners are generally always going to win a cba the question is what degree they win by the reason they win is two uh there's two reasons one they can wait Owners are going to own a team for decades, maybe a lifetime in their family, right? This goes on and on forever. Players can only play a finite amount of time. Yeah, your superstars might play 10, 15, 20 years, but most of your average players, what's the average career for a baseball player? Three and a half years. You know, that's it. So if they're losing paychecks, you know, that hurts. That hurts. And there are a lot more average baseball players than there are superstars. Now, generally, the baseball players through history have been the strongest of the sports unions. All right, but last I said last time on the 20 clock, they got wrecked. They got wrecked, and they got criticized heavily for it. So I think they're more in tune to stay this time and to fight the, uh, for lack of a better the good fight here. 
And the other reason the owners generally win these things is guess who the fans blame? We blame the players. We, you know, we don't blame, which is amazing. All these owners are billionaires and wanting to make more and more money. Yet we blame the players for not playing, not the owners for not coming on, uh, turning the game on. Remember, this is a lockout. The owners at any time could go, ah, lockout's over. Let's go, guys. Let's report at any time. Right now, an hour from now, tomorrow, they could do this at any time. It's a lockout. Like I said, they could literally do that whenever they want here. The owners lock the players out, not the other way around. The reason they did that is because leverage. They're afraid that they don't do that. Eh, two months from now, the players are going to go, strike. Now they have the leverage. You know, we don't set something, we're going to strike on you until in a week. So that's what that's why they did this. But right now it's on the owners. They could end this at any time they want here. We don't like to see it be a fair deal here, but both sides want to win. I mean, come on. The owners are a joke here. As you welcome in our radio audience, Fantasy Sports Today, he's Davis Maddock, I'm George Kurtz. The owners actually had the nerve to say the other day, they want to cut minor league players from 180 to 150 for each team. And they actually had the nerve to say that they don't want to pay those minor league players during spring training because, well, they gain more value in, uh, by being on the team in spring training because they learn skills. That's like someone going, you know, if you're in an office job, well, we're not going to pay you because you're learning Excel. You know, you're learning Word, so we're not going to pay you because it's valuable. Are you, are you kidding me? This is what the owners think, by the way. That's why anybody who's defending the owners, I don't I don't know what platform you're standing on here. I don't know why you would do this. They don't want to pay minor league players who make nothing, by the way, absolutely nothing as it is. They don't want to pay them because they're learning a skill during spring training. Oi. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? Look, if, I, if, if we are going to be critical of owners on this show, which I am more than happy to do in every single sport, uh, I, I do just want to give some credit to my Kansas City Royals because this was very surprising to me. But their ownership put out a statement the other day basically saying the opposite, George. They were like, no, we want to be paying our minor leaguers. We want to have, you know, the, the best living situation for our high A players, for our double A players, for our triple A players, because, um, you know, it's, it's, it's actually very intelligent if you think about it, but if you have a good triple A team, your once in a decade prospect who comes through, it's just going to be a much better environment for them. Like imagine Bobby Witt playing for the, in the best situation, right? It's a good clubhouse full of happy guys who like each other. And sure, there are guys there who are never going to make the major leagues. They're going to spend their entire life, you know, making a, a living wage at double A, triple A, high A, whatever. That's a way better scenario. It sets everything up. And if you return a once in a, you know, a once a decade prospect, your entire minor league operation has paid for itself. If you get one guy who who gets uh, you know a two hundred million dollar contract at the major league level, you have more than paid for it. So I thought that was um, a pretty interesting statement, and I, I certainly wish that more of the ownership groups in Major League Baseball thought that way because uh, the youth development stuff is very important. But guys, we are going to go ahead and run into break here real quick on Fantasy Sports Today. When we return, we'll be taking a look at NBA DFS tonight on DraftKings. Going to run through a lineup, and we have some fantasy football chatter here in a little bit as well. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. 
the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by George Kurtz. Though so I'll be doing the heavy lifting here as we take a look at NBA DFS tonight on DraftKings. We have a nice little five-game slate. Miami at Charlotte, Washington at Brooklyn, Dallas at New Orleans, Philadelphia at Milwaukee, and the Houston Rockets at the Los Angeles Clippers, as always. Some big injuries are going to be impacting the slate. The big three all out for the Brooklyn Nets, except that, well, the third player is a little bit different now. So Kevin Durant's not playing. Kyrie Irving's not playing. Ben Simmons is not playing. Jimmy Butler is questionable for the Heat tonight. Christian Wood is questionable for the Houston Rockets. That is a fairly big one as he did not play on Wednesday and Houston Rockets center power forward Alperin Sengun had an absolutely massive game. Norman Powell remains out for the Clippers. Tyler Hierro remains out for the Miami Heat. So those are all situations to monitor tonight. So let's go ahead and get into our lineup here on DraftKings, starting at the point guard position, taking advantage of some of the injuries in the Houston Rockets backcourt. Dennis Schroeder started for them last night. He played 39 minutes. He took 16 shots, and he had 46 DraftKings points, 23 real points, 6 rebounds, 9 assists. Of course, Houston dealing with some injuries in their backcourt. Kevin Porter Jr. with a non-COVID-related illness uh, did not play. So we are assuming that Kevin Porter Jr. is also not going to play tonight. Obviously, if he does play, we are going to be far less interested in Schroeder. The Brooklyn Nets finally won a game without all of their superstars, um, You know, certainly in part because of the efforts of Seth Curry from last night. You can also play him at small forward. He played 36 minutes last two games for the Nets. He has taken 18 and 14 shots. Uh, he has been over 35 fantasy points in both of those games. So we're feeling pretty good about Curry. And in fact, we are also feeling pretty good about his backcourt mate, Patty Mills, who basically has done uh, nothing. Like, look, let's just be honest about Patty Mills. He has been really bad over the last couple weeks of the season. However, I am willing to forgive him because, uh, you know, look, he's he's Patty Mills, and sometimes he's going to have bad games. He's not a great player in the NBA, but he is getting loads of minutes. Uh, we're we're going to have like a 35-minute projection for him tonight over on Daily Roto, and he's sitting there 
at 5,100. So we feel pretty decent um, about him. Marcus Morris Sr., always funny to me that uh, it's just funny to me that uh, he, he that when these guys put senior on their jersey, so this happens in the NFL too, but these guys, you know, they, they have kids, they, they give them the same name, and then they add the senior later on in their career. Uh, as a result of all the injuries that are plaguing the Clippers right now, of course, uh, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George not playing, but also Norman Powell, who they just traded for, not playing as well. Marcus Morris, you know, just, you know what you're getting with him. It's about 30, 35 points in the bank. Also should give an honorable mention to Terrence Mann, who did have 46 DraftKings points the other night against the Golden State Warriors. So he's fairly interesting as well. At center, we are going back to, uh, you know, of course, we're going back to the Brooklyn Nets. So they include Andre Drummond in this trade, which I thought was fairly interesting anyways. And apparently, they, they view him as the best center on the roster because he is playing over LaMarcus Aldridge, playing over Claxton. Um, uh, honestly, Claxton and Ald- or Aldridge and Drummond have sort of been splitting minutes. But Claxton, who had 51 DraftKings points against Sacramento on the second, has not been playing with a hamstring injury. So that's really opened up the minutes for Drummond. He had 11 and 19 and 23 minutes against the Knicks. Uh, right now, the Washington Wizards are not even really playing with a center. They're kind of playing Thomas Bryant and Rui Hachimura there. Both of those guys are really undersized relative to Drummond. And uh, it look, Drummond is kind of one of those guys that we know at this stage in his career. He's not, he's not an all-NBA player, right? Not a guy who should be making the all-star game. But he does put up the numbers when he, uh, he does absolutely put up the numbers when he's in. We are going back to the Los Angeles Clippers again at our guard position as we move into our flex spots here. Not I. What I'm about to say is is not misspeaking in any way. Reggie Jackson took 26 shots against Phoenix on the 15th. Now we got only 31 DraftKings points in that game because he shot 26% from the field. Didn't make a three pointer. Going to be a lot easier sledding for Reggie Jackson tonight against the Phoenix Suns. And really, the Clippers just don't have an alternative at point guard due to the trades they've made. So Norman Powell is out. They traded away Eric Bledsoe, who uh, is not really a member of the rotation for the uh, Portland Trailblazers. And their backup point guard right now, I, I suppose, is Luke Kennard, really more of a wing player. The Clippers really want to make the NBA playoffs, so I think we're going to continue to see heavy minutes and heavy usage from Reggie Jackson. Our stud that we are spending up on tonight, it's got to be Giannis coming off of the 50-point game against the Pacers. His knees, uh, his ankle injury that he was suffering from, seems like it's fine. I mean, look, if you're questionable for a game with an ankle injury and you end up getting 50, it probably would indicate you're feeling pretty good. Uh, And I am betting that uh, our guy Jimmy Butler is likely not going to be playing tonight. Gabe Vincent, 29, 24, 31, 28 minutes for the Miami Heat over the last week of the season. He's been able to get into their rotation with Caleb Martin being questionable. Uh, Caleb Martin has not played since the 7th. If Caleb Martin does play, we are going to like him a little bit less. Uh, But Tyler Hierro and Victor Oladipo do remain out. Uh, I guess it is worth noting that if he does play, Jimmy Butler has been questionable 
I think this is a really good spot for him against the Charlotte Hornets, who don't have Gordon Hayward, so that means that they are throwing out a little bit weaker of defenders there. Also, I, I need to... Um, I want to beat my chest a little bit. Uh, I said yesterday in this segment that I thought Nicole Jokic was basically a, a stone cold lock to be in winning lineups on DraftKings, uh, and I was uh, I was correct about that. Jokic having one of his best games of the season last night. He was uh, unbelievable. Uh, Seventeen rebounds, twelve assists, thirty five points. Jokic has a triple double in four games straight. So I'm I'm feeling pretty good about that. And also since we're here. It's my show. I am. Uh, I, I'm here to talk about basketball. I. I just want to make the case that Joel Embiid is not the MVP, but in fact, Nikola Jokic is the MVP. Um, so as of right now, Nikola Jokic, the season he's having right now, is the number one all-time season in BPM. And if you don't know what BPM is, it's basically a single number distillation of a player's value, right? So it's it's kind of like it's advanced, real plus minus. It's way better than PER. Uh, Michael Jordan uh, ha- has had one of the best seasons ever, uh, number three and number five season in BPM. Curry's unanimous MVP season is the number six. LeBron James's 2008-2009 season is number two, but I just I just really think it's important to note that um, you know the dominant narrative has been that Joel Embiid is the MVP this season that he's playing so well you know without any teammates or whatever, and I'm not trying to take anything away from him. Right, 29 points, uh, 11 rebounds, five assists is a very good season, but Jokic Jokic has been the best player in the NBA, and I think you know there is uh, there's just kind of this bias against for, for whatever reason there's just this bias that Jokic can't possibly be considered one of the best players in the NBA but last night they beat the Warriors with Bryn Forbes as the second highest scorer on the team there's just nothing you can do with Nikola Jokic who is averaging a triple double I mean think think about or almost averaging a triple double 26 points 8 rebounds 13 rebounds per game he has been absolutely unbelievable so i just i just want everyone to ponder that a little bit if you are playing nba dfs tonight head on over to dailyroto.com you guys are going to get all of the news notes analysis projections optimizers all that stuff that you guys need for nba dfs we're going to go ahead and run into break here real quick on fst when we come back we will be rejoined by pat corain from nbc sports edge don't go anywhere stay on the grid SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. 
Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by my buddy, Pat Corain. It's time. The Super Bowl just ended, which means that it is now officially and fully prospect season. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think quite as great of a class as the last two years. I mean, we have just had some studs. I mean, Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, Jamar Chase. I mean, so many great players. And, um, you know, we it, it's okay, though. It's okay. Because, Crane, we still have we still have some guys in this class who are very good. But it does, it feels a little bit like the Leonard Fournette uh, in Keel Harry class a little bit. Yeah, I've heard that. That did have A.J. Brown in it. It did have D.K. Metcalf in it. Uh, it, That was a pretty decent class. I believe Deontay Johnson was in that class. Uh, Debo Samuel, if I'm recalling correctly. So that class, even though uh, it was a little hard to figure out, had some gems in it. And I think this could be similar to that. I do think the top of the class, though, is pretty strong. Certainly stronger than that class turned out to be with Nikhil Harry epically busting. not as strong as last year, obviously, with Jamar Chase at the top. I don't think we have a prospect of Jamar Chase's caliber because those guys come around very rarely. But three guys, I think, all belong at the top of the class have kind of formed a little mini-tier, Drake London, Traylon Burks, and Garrett Wilson. I think that is the top of the class. That makes sense. Uh, where are you on those guys? Um, so I think that Garrett Wilson is just one of those classic guys that the NFL is going to like a little bit more than me, which basically always happens with these guys who go to Ohio State. Ohio State wide receivers are like pretty much in a black box in terms of evaluating them. They don't play anyone good. They are, uh, you know, it's, it's like putting an SEC team uh, in the Big Ten where, where no one is fast. So it is a little bit unfair. Uh, but I want to start with Traylon Burks, who does seem like we're close to him being the consensus number one wide receiver, um, just like a, an absolute touchdown machine at Arkansas. Nine touchdowns as a 19-year-old freshman, 15 touchdowns in 2020, 11 touchdowns in 2021. And it seems like, you know, there's you can pick some nits on Garrett Wilson. You can definitely pick some nits on Drake London. So yeah, give me your give me your Traylon Burks takes. Yeah, it's not going to shock you to learn that I'm in. Traylon Burks is a very strong prospect. He's got 36 career yardage share, which is absurd for a three-year prospect. Uh, You know, that's the type of thing that would be highly impressive if he had played four years in school. Coming out after his junior season, he's great after the catch. He's a downfield wide receiver, or can be in the NFL as well, at uh, 6'3", 225. He was hyper-efficient in yards per route run. He broke out as a sophomore. I, with him, kind of what I'm I'm waiting for is for the NFL to fully buy in. What I've seen thus far is that he's kind of viewed as more of a late first-round type of guy and not like a high-end early first-round pick. I think the combine could be important for him because it would be great to see the scouting community fully buy in on him. You know, there is some concern that he was he saw a lot of work 
on screens, on kind of scheme touches. He's playing out of the slot. That type of stuff is a little bit concerning, but he was highly efficient in that role. He was crazy good, you know, after the catch on those screen passes. So I don't really want to hold that against him. But if the scouting community does and it hurts his draft position, that's something that we need to factor into how we're going to play in fantasy. I mean, we have seen loads of these guys, right? These these guys who are super productive. They come in, they're early declares. You know, they they check all the boxes. But for whatever reason, the NFL is not as into it. I mean, uh, there are there are examples that go either way. I mean, there's like the Tyler Johnson example, right? Everyone, all of us nerds love Tyler Johnson, and we keep getting told the NFL does not love Tyler Johnson. Lo and behold, the NFL does not love Tyler Johnson. You know, fifth round pick. Uh, the Buccaneers suffer a million injuries. Tyler Johnson still can't get on the field. It can also go the other way. Rashad Bateman, uh, the nerds, the nerds loved Rashad Bateman. He was a late first round pick. Very similarly, you know, also, um, you know, he was a he was a Big Ten guy. But concerns of like, oh, are you just uh, are you just a big fish in a small pond? Funnily enough, Bateman and Tyler Johnson were teammates. Now that I think about uh, about those two examples, but um, yeah, it, it can go either way. I do share that that same concern, which is that Burks does seem like a guy that fantasy players are going to like more than the NFL, if only because some of the other big names in this draft went to Alabama, went to Ohio State. And, you know, look, you can laugh at those things all you want, but NFL teams and scouts absolutely include the uniform you play in in college in your evaluation, like Alabama wide receivers, USC wide receivers, like those guys always get um, a little bit of a bump, which actually uh, brings us to our next guy. And I think that this guy, I think that Drake London is going to be the most contentious prospect of the entire class. I expect the NFL to like him. And there's a lot to like about his game, right? I mean, he he got on the field for eight games as an 18-year-old at USC. He's going to enter into the NFL at 20. But he plays the position in a way that almost doesn't exist anymore, right? He's like he's like Alshon Jeffrey or something, or, or AJ yeah. Green. You know, he's 6'5", six, he's six, 210. He's just this giant guy. He almost kind of plays like a tight end, like a modern-day tight end. Um so I, I could see his draft position being fairly volatile. I, I kind of like guys like this. Uh, I, I'm predisposed to like guys like this. But the NFL is totally going the other way, right? The NFL is going to, you know, shifty slot guys, right? You know, CeeDee Lamb, uh, you know, even, even Garrett Wilson from this class. Yeah, and he's a contested catch wide receiver as well. So, like, the Alshon Jeffrey comparison makes a ton of sense. Like DeAndre Hopkins comes to mind a little bit. Um, and Nikhil Harry comes to mind a little bit too, where you've got uh, you know an outside wide receiver, contested catch guy. He got used on screens a bunch as well in his breakout season. He was awesome on those as well, just as Burks was. So, you know, not the Nikhil Harry that was kind of a red flag for him in retrospect, used on a bunch of screens, but he wasn't particularly efficient on those. It's kind of like they're scheming him ways to get the ball, and you know, at the same time, he wasn't actually dominating. I think Drake was actually good in that role and so maybe it's less of a concern but i am concerned about his downfield ability translating at what his weight right now looks like about 210. he kind of looks more like you know the names that you mentioned but maybe even more like a mike evans or like a josh gordon you know or a vincent jackson but those guys vincent are like jackson. 225 
230. Vincent Jackson was 241 when he entered the league. I mean, massive difference in weight between 241 and 210. And so that's a concern for me because I, I agree, kind of plays as this like tight end style, box out, big frame basketball type guy. Does that work unless he's able to put on weight? If he puts on weight, does he lose speed? So those concerns, I think, are legitimate. However, if he ends up being like a, you know, 10, 10th pick overall in the draft or, you know, 14th, 15th pick overall in the draft, then scouts are basically saying, we think he can put on weight we or we don't think that, you know, the weight is all that necessary for him to play this way in the NFL. And in that case, I'm probably going to be in. His, his profile is pretty strong. Uh, outside of, of that concern. Yeah, no, it, it is. Um, the the reason why I think you might not even have to be locked into taking, I think you're pretty much in the back half of the first round. You're going to have your choice based on prototype because the black box guy, I think, for this draft, it's got to be Jamison Williams, who did not play at all at Ohio State, right? If we're talking about, you know, Ohio State wide receivers. So he plays at Ohio State in 2019, 2020, scores three touchdowns, but it's, you know, it's all garbage time. He's like their ninth string wide receiver or whatever. Transfers to Alabama. Unbelievable. 79 receptions, 1,600 yards, 15 touchdowns, and uh, then gets hurt, right? So the combination of no production as a youngster, being unbelievable in the best offense in college football, you know, his, his quarterback wins the Heisman Trophy, another guy who's going to be a day two pick, uh, John Michi is playing alongside with him. Like, it's it's so hard to evaluate these guys, but he is, um, you know, kind of kind of like Ruggs, kind of like Waddle, just that, that unbelievable high-end speed. But, I mean, from the way we evaluate guys, you know, trying to find that, that production at a young age, like, I'm having a hard time with him at this point. Well, his production, you know, that breakout season was as a junior. He's coming out early. Uh, the ACL tear is the big thing for me. I mean, very late, you know, very late ACL tear. And is that going to affect his draft position? Is that going to affect his rookie year in a big way? Probably. And you're asking a lot from a guy to, you know, transition to the NFL miss training camp, miss all the off-season workouts, probably start halfway through the season. You know, how is he kind of able to – is he able to hit the ground running? It's a very difficult proposition. But highly efficient yards per route run. He's a deep threat in the NFL. I don't think you have to worry about his game translating. It's going to translate if he's healthy. Uh, really good in yards per target. So – I think it's more, again, about kind of how teams are viewing the ACL tear and then also kind of keeping your enthusiasm in check a little bit, uh, you know, as a fantasy manager on him because we do have a real risk of him having kind of a mediocre half season as a rookie and then the discount season entering his sophomore year. Yeah. No, you are you are definitely correct. I, I think I am going to be in on him. And I, I do think that the Drake London – versus Jamison Williams might actually be a pretty interesting inflection point. 
in rookie drafts because it does feel like you know pick 108 109 you're kind of going to be debating between those guys in in a super flex format but we are going to go ahead and run into break here real quick on fantasy sports today when we get back i will be rejoined by george Kurtz, and we will continue to run through everything going on in the landscape of fantasy sports don't go anywhere stay on the grid sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com ah the sweet sound of sports you love from sling the collide of football pads the squeak of shoes on a basketball court the crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. I am Davis Maddock, joined by George Kurtz. Before we get into fantasy or reality, I need to remind everyone to be following at Sports Grid and at Sports Grid TV on Twitter. You can also follow Sports Grid on Instagram. You're going to get highlights of all of the shows here on the network, but most importantly, news, notes, injury analysis, all that good stuff, big line movements, you know, everything that you need to uh, continue your successful sports wagering career, manage all your fantasy football teams, everything going on there. So make sure that you are doing that. And George, bad news, bud. We, uh, we said we really hoped during fantasy reality that we wouldn't have an update on the meetings. And uh, it looks like we didn't even get to fantasy reality. We don't even have Brett asking us a question yet. And uh, the meeting is already over. We didn't even get to your segment there last week. It was over in, the, in 15 minutes. They met at 1 o'clock. It was over by 1.14. Are, are you kidding me? I mean, uh, I was going to complain about this in our little uh, the next segment where we uh, complain. I like to complain about something for a minute. But unbelievable. I mean, just unbelievable. These sides just don't get it. They want to fight. Apparently, this is over arbitration now. The owner said it's a non-starter, so they, everybody walked out. Great, guys. Outstanding negotiating. You know, a couple of billion dollar industry, and you can't you can't even meet for fifteen minutes, man. I take longer than that to figure out what kind of socks I'm going to wear in the morning. Just uh, un- unbelievable these uh, these two. Right? It's so frustrating. It's just and who like I said, the fans are getting screwed. We're all getting screwed here because these sides can't even come close to an agreement. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's look. It's extremely frustrating. I very much hope that uh, this is not a portend of things to come, but I don't have a great feeling about it. And now, of course. 
everyone's favorite game on broadcast TV, Fantasy Reality with Brent Levy. All right, guys. Well, starting off today with some baseball, but maybe a happier story, George, because Juan Soto, it was reported last night, turned down uh, a multi-year $350 million contract by the Washington Nationals prior to the lockout. And since it's reported that he turned that down, we know he is betting on himself. So, George, we got to start with you, and I'll ask you, Juan Soto will sign a $500 million deal. The only other player to have one of these is Patrick Mahomes. So, George, is this a fantasy or reality? Yeah, Pat Mahomes pretty much signed light there with Kansas City. There are a lot of quarterbacks making more money than he is right now. Uh, go figure. Will he sign a $500 million deal? Now, he turned down a 13-year, $350 million deal. Uh I don't blame him. He's worth more than that in today's game. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, would I have turned it down if I was him? Probably not. I mean, he's not going to spend all that money anyway, right? Well, I think it's actually do suffer uh, some kind of big injury. Plus, you're on the team control for three more years. Three more years of just uh, making – compared to what you could making, you know, a pittance of what you compared. Uh, isn't No one's crying for Juan Soto. He's going to be paid quite handsomely over his next three years. He'll probably make $50 million. Uh, but if he signed the deal, you would have averaged more. That being said, I don't mind it. I don't mind him turning it down. Your question is, will he sign for five hundred million? Three years from now, I'm going to say no, because what's going to happen is I don't know if it'll be the Nationals. The Nationals, for a team that's owned by the Leonard's, and this is a, these are billionaire owners. Everybody's a billionaire owner. They are cheap. They've let guy. They keep letting guys go. I mean, think about it. You traded Bryce Harper. You didn't want to pay him. You insulted him with your contract offer. Trade Turner, Max Scherzer. You keep letting guys go. This team that won the World Series a couple of years back here. So it may have to, it may be with another team where he has to go to. And that other team may offer him four and a quarter. You know, when he goes there two years, whatever it might be. And he might say yes to that. I don't think it'll get to five hundred million. I doubt it. So to answer your question, he's going to be paid more than the three fifty. And it may get to four, maybe slightly over four hundred, but not five hundred. So this is a fantasy. Yeah, um, so I'm looking at the current contracts in baseball right now. So we, we, we know that Juan Soto is negotiating. Mike Trout, $426 million. Mookie Betts, $365 million. Lindor, $341. Tatis, $340. Harper, $330. Stanton, Seager, Garrett Cole, Manny Machado. Those are the nine players in baseball that uh, make more than $300 million. This is what I will say. It all depends. I mean, clearly a big part of this depends on the labor negotiations that are happening right now, right? You know, if there's a more favorable deal for the players, that that certainly can change things. And then also the timing of it matters. You know, if they if they kick the can a couple years down the road on this, you know, Soto does arbitration or whatever, that changes it as well. Um, you know what, or or if uh, Trout wants to renegotiate, or you know, there, uh, you know, obviously Juan Soto is not the only other young star in a baseball right now. You know, if um, if another guy gets signed to a deal bigger than Trout's, then that is going to increase the probability. But I'm with you, George. I don't think it ends up happening. It'd have to be like a crazy long contract too. You know, like a nine-year contract or something. And and maybe Soto doesn't want to do that. So I am going to say, well. You know what? I'm changing my mind. 
because Tatis, Tatis, Tatis could have gotten this deal, by the way, had he not wanted to get the security and the money up front. So I'm changing my mind. I'd forgotten about that Tatis story. I'm saying reality, Juan Soto, first half a billion dollar contract in baseball. All right. Yeah, and I think Tatis had another little thing there where he might have taken money from an agent, so he was trying to pay that back a little quicker. Correct. Yeah. So uh, our next question, though, Davis, we're going over to football, and you mentioned this story a little bit earlier, so I'll just repeat it in case anyone joined us late. But there's some rumors out there that Kirk Cousins might be on the trade block, although the new GM coming in and the new coach may appear to like Cousins more than the last regime. So maybe it's like uh, 25% is the number that's being reported right now. 25% likelihood that he is traded. So, Davis, we'll start with you. The Minnesota Vikings will move on from Kirk Cousins uh, this offseason. Is this a fantasy or reality? So I am uh, going to say that this is a fantasy. And uh, the reason why is I think it is pretty clear why Kevin O'Connell got hired as head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, He used to be a quarterback's coach. Who was the quarterback of the offense that he happened to be a quarterback's coach for? The Washington Commies when Kirk Cousins was their starting quarterback in 2017 and in 2018. Kirk Cousins was the starting quarterback for Washington. And uh, he had very good seasons, right? He was really good. 4,000 yards, uh, you know, barely threw any interceptions that season. Uh, And then uh, he left to go sign his deal with the Minnesota Vikings. Kevin O'Connell eventually left as well uh, to go be an offensive coordinator at, uh, at one year was Washington, then the Rams in 2020 and in 2021. So I'm saying he doesn't get traded because... Either Kevin O'Connell wants him, and that's why he wanted the Minnesota Vikings job, or the front office and ownership want Kirk Cousins, so they wanted to hire in a head coach who wasn't going to come in and immediately say, we got to trade this guy, we got to move on, we got to do something different. So I think Kirk Cousins, Kevin O'Connell, the front office, uh, I I forget the name of the guy who got hired as GM, um, and, and the ownership in Minnesota, I think they're all aligned. So I don't think... Minnesota, uh, the Minnesota Vikings are going to move on from Kirk Cousins, George. This is the last year of Kirk Cousins' contract, making $45 million. Uh, base out is 35. The, uh, the cap hits actually $45 million. So they got a decision to make here. All right. Uh, you probably don't want him to go into a free agency next season or after next season. All right. So that's probably not a good thing there. Uh, now, let's just say if you wanted to move on from Cousins this year, right, who are you getting? You have the 12th pick. All right. So you could theoretically be in position to take any college quarterback because there's no Andrew Lux coming out this year. There's no Trevor Lawrence. Nobody who think, we think to be a, anywhere near a top five pick. So you could – you make it the number one quarterback in this year's draft or the guy you think is the number one quarterback fall to you at 12. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Maybe someone trades up. Maybe the commies take a, a quarterback right before you. We'll see. Uh, so you could go that direction. But I read it the same way as you, Davis, the same exact way as you. All right, I think this is why they brought in O'Connell, because he knows Cousins, because they can get the best out of him. I do think they're going to try and work out a contract extension with them. We may, you know, Cousins takes a lot of grief, and, yeah, he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not one of the best in the game. He's not Josh Allen, Mahomes. But he's in the next tier with a whole bunch of other guys, right? I mean, it's just the way he is. So it's 
you know, it's sort of a devil, you ha- devil in the handle when you don't know. You, what are you going to do? You're not going to have a quarterback next year? You're going to try and get Russell Wilson? He doesn't want to go there. Aaron, there's no way Green Bay's trading you Aaron Rodgers. That's not happening. Are you going to go to Jameis Winston? I mean, come on. Uh, they don't have a choice here. They really just don't have a choice. It has to be Cousins. They brought in O'Connell to try and fix him. I do wonder if maybe they don't sign Cousins before the year starts. Maybe they want to see what's going on midseason. But you got a good offense. Cook, Madison, Thielen, Jefferson. Defense needs work. Obviously, I don't think it's your problem here. I think this is a uh, I think this is a fantasy. I think uh, Cousins stays with Minnesota. All right. Well, our last question of the day. And you guys, um, just like me, are on Twitter all the time for all our sports news. But something I'm seeing on Twitter all the time is about a new show. Or I guess it's season two, so maybe it's not a new show. Uh, but a relatively new show called Euphoria. It's on HBO. Uh, it's taken over. Everyone's talking about it. It's all over TikTok and Twitter and everywhere on social media. So, George, we'll start with you. You have watched an episode of Euphoria. Is this a fantasy or reality? Yeah, just to let you know, Brett, if a show is in season two, by definition, it's not a new show. Been around a while. Uh, that being said, I've never heard of it. All right, I've, I have never heard of Euphoria. I'm sure it's a great show. And uh, I'm the first person to tell you now that football's over and baseball can't get their collective heads out of their collective arses, uh, I'm going to binge some shows. That's what I'm doing here. Uh, watch Dexter, the, the Dexter show uh, over the weekend. I'm watching The Witcher now. Uh, the Euphoria, and I have about 10 shows on a list of shows I'd like to watch. Euphoria is not on that list. I don't think I ever heard of it until you just put it up on the screen here. And I'm sure this is not shocking to anyone, by the way. But no, I've never watched an episode of Euphoria, and I am not planning on watching an episode of Euphoria. So this is a fantasy for me. Uh, also a fantasy for me, uh, you, Brett is right. People on Twitter, uh, go crazy for this show. You know, they, they think it's really good. Uh, Zendaya is, is, you know, I, it's, the thing is, is now I feel myself getting a little bit older cause she is like a, a superstar, super famous, popular person for people who are way younger than me. You know, she is definitely a superstar of the TikTok generation, same thing for Sydney Sweeney, the two uh, the two gals who are the female leads of the show. So haven't watched it. Uh, don't have any reason uh, that I haven't or or that I have. Um, you know, just not one of those that we've we've gotten to on the uh, the list yet. We we've been trying to watch a little bit less TV around uh, around our parts, do a little bit more a little bit more reading. That or at least that's one of my things. I always do this in the new year, right? January, February, March, I do pretty good. A little bit less TV, a little bit more reading. It's not gonna last. You know, pretty soon we're gonna find a show. We'll binge all the way through it. Uh, the, my favorite show of the, the the year thus far has been The Book of Boba Fett, which was, you know, it was a C-plus show, but the Star Wars, I, I'm always a fan of the Star Wars, so can't go wrong there. But maybe maybe when I come back on Monday, we will have started the binge of Euphoria. It's definitely coming. Uh, we're going to go ahead and run into break here real quick on FST, then we will end the show. George and I will do a little something we call the Sports Grid 60. See you guys back in a few moments. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. 
the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. Davis Maddock, George Kurtz, closing out hour two of the show with you here. As always, we end the show with a little something we call the Sports Grid 60. All right. Now, Davis and I are both Cowboy fans, and we've uh, conveniently sort of not talked about the Dallas Cowboys, the fact that they paid off $2.4 million to uh, several cheerleaders because of uh, their media or whatever guy was apparently doing a little voyeurism. And the Cowboys, I just, I just love this. This is not the This could be any team, by the way, and the PR people at work here. Well, there was no proof that they did this. Well, then why'd you pay $2.4 million? You know, we have proof you didn't do anything. Then why'd you pay $2.4 million? You know, then the NFL chimes in today. Oh, there's no investigation into the Cowboys. We uh, we think they did the right thing. It's uh, they handled it well in house. Yeah, okay. I mean, uh, first we get the uh, you know the Commanders, the Commies, and their issues with Daniel Snyder. Now it's the Cowboys. This is not the owner, and this guy conveniently retired by the way a month ago. All right, they paid this off I think two months ago, and he retires a month ago. Yeah, but nothing happened here. Nothing to see here. Two point four million. Yeah, okay. I right, it's an it was 500000 I could sort of believe it. Okay, it's a nuisance thing. Go away. $2.4 million, something happened here. Yep. I, uh, as always, I'm, uh, I'm on board with you there. So 2.4, not sure it's going to get done. Uh, I have my, my little complaint for the Sports Grid 60. I mean, maybe it's not even a complaint. But um, who is asking for these celebrity podcasts? Um, who, who wants this, right? So uh, what, the, the, the Prince and his girlfriend, Meghan Markle, they did the podcast with Spotify. There are you know NFL players starting their own podcast. J.J. Reddick has a podcast. I mean, maybe the J.J. Reddick one is okay. But uh, just to me, I can't think of anything less interesting than uh, the premise of a podcast, which is famous person X gets real. Like, I just, I don't know. And maybe people eat it up, but it just, I, I know for a fact that those shows are not for me. Thanks to Brett. Thanks to George. Thanks to everyone over at LTN. We're going to go ahead and get out of here. Good luck on all your bets today, folks. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reasons you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? 
Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.